There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. O'Neal, the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. Oh, 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 oh the, the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. Deep. oh, oh no! Whoa, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the Depot! Throws it back to Oladipo. Stevenson behind, drives inside! And the foul! Lance Stevenson and a chance for a three-point play. He just headbutted the Stanton. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back to episode three of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and sitting next to me as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. Fellas, how's it going today? It's good. Reporting from the Born Ready Studios, just built. We just got our setup here, and uh, Mike's to come. Mike's to come. We got everything on the way. We're taking this very seriously, and got a lot to talk about today, so we better get right to yeah, it. Yeah, so let's just dive right into it. First and foremost, the news that broke yesterday, uh, the Lance Stevenson news, the Pacers decided to decline his team option for the upcoming season, uh, worth $4.3 million. So in the grand scheme of things... Uh, they decided that it was in their best interest to go ahead and uh, just decline that, decline to pay for four million for him in the upcoming season. Obviously, they have their sights set on something. We aren't sure what that is exactly. We've heard some names so far, but first off, before we dive into those names, guys, what are your thoughts on the Lance news? Um, how how do you guys feel? We processed this. It's been at least twenty four hours now. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lance news? Are you happy about it? Do you see something good coming out of it? Or are you just still pissed off? I'm furious. I'm absolutely pissed. I think for $4.3 million, you can find money in other places for a player that doesn't affect this team like he did. Yeah. I just think back to two years ago when Larry signed him to that two-year deal, and we had 10 games left in the season, and no one really thought we had a chance to make the playoffs. Lance comes in. I think we won 7-10 in that season and made it into the eighth seed. He totally changes the dynamic of the team. Even if we bring in like a big guy, I think four point three million for Lance Stevenson is more than fair. I just don't really see it. I mean, in hindsight, we'll say maybe we'll we'll see a clearer picture, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, he was beloved here. I don't. That's just one of those moves that you know the, they're making that I just don't agree with, and I don't really see. Yep. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of with Hawk here. He obviously he was my favorite Pacer player to watch. Um, I know we all love a good air guitar, and he he'd give that to us, and we knew he was serious. You know, um, he was a beloved member of this team, uh, one of the most beloved players I think we've had in a long time here. Really, I mean, people loved Reggie. You know, we all have our favorite players. All of the Pacer fans have their guy, but I mean, I think everyone just got behind Lance, and Lance 
loved that. I think he just fed off of that. He knew that we, the crowd was feeding off him and, you know, he's feeding off us. And all of a sudden, you know, we have something special. And, um, but after 24 hours, just kind of letting it digest a little bit, um, I actually think this is great for Lance, and here's why. Here's why I will say that. I actually think it makes the most sense for Lance to come back to to Indiana. Um, I think really what, what the Pacers want to do is they want to have uh, max salary cap space, and they want to be able to use that space to intrigue players to at least visit with them. I think the more money they have available. Uh, the better chance they have of getting one of those free agents to come in and at least listen to their pitch. I I think when this is all said and done, I really think Lance is back with the Pacers, and I think he'll be making more than the four point three million that he would have initially made. I think, you know, I don't see why you would decline it other than to give yourself max space because he's worth 4.3 million. Yeah. He's probably worth to us. He's probably worth 7 million, maybe even 8 million. Oh my God. I, I'm just saying. And, and so I, I really look for him to be back with the Pacers. And I think that he will get a boost in pay. I just think the Pacers want to have as much money as possible so that they tell other free agents, Hey, look, we have this money. I believe someone said we were the only free uh, playoff team with free agent money really to spend yeah. in a serious market. So we have max money, Let's go after it. And so I actually look for Lance to be back. Maybe that's just the positive fan in me, but I, I could not stand seeing him in I, another uniform this year. I want to agree with you on that, but then we've also seen players posting, and then even in uh, Victor's press conference earlier today, he mentioned something about how I can't remember exactly what he said, but the way he phrased it made it sound like he didn't think Lance would be back. And then uh, Miles Turner's post, I don't remember exactly what he said, but right. he also phrased it in the way that, he doesn't think Lance will be a teammate next year. So I hope you're right. But from what I've seen so far online, it doesn't seem like that's the case. I, I just want to stop you real quick. And I, I agree with you. Those are great points. In fact, I'm going to be talking about you know things said in press conferences later as it pertains to LeBron. But um, I, I don't think that Pritchard is exactly talking to players, maybe like some other GMs. Um, because if you remember right, Paul George, that was one of his big complaints. Oh my gosh, I never know what's going to happen. They don't talk to me. Well, maybe he's just not communicating that with Victor, with Miles. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. But I, I just I find it really hard to believe that we don't have some sort of plan in place to bring Lance back if if we have the money to do so. And I think we will. But I think the I optimistic, hate, optimistic side of it is, yes, we will bring him back for a contract. But from a business perspective – you don't want to be locked into a guy for multiple years. Like for 4.3, pick him up now, have him for another year, and then maybe talk about that in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't necessarily see it. I get, I like the point of alluring free agents, but at the end of the day, that's only $4 million. Like I don't know. How much. And plus you get there too is picking him up on that option. You He has one one year left on that deal, and he's playing for another contract. So yeah. I feel like you have to keep that in the back of your mind that, he, I mean, he does do stupid stuff, but he's also great when, especially when he's playing at home. Um, I kind of thought he was that, playing for a contract this year too. Yeah, I, I, mean, he, I mean, he played he played well, and I think I don't know. I don't, I think Lance is definitely going to bounce back. He'll find his place. But the one last thing I'm going to say is I think the reason why we're so upset is because obviously we love Lance. He was kind of the bridge from the conference finals teams from a few years back. Um, I think all Pacers fans, at least if you've been a fan since then. 
you kind of still hold dear to those teams. So Lance was kind of the bridge from those old Pacers teams to what we have now because it's been a complete makeover. Um, I mean, we have 14 other guys on the roster and uh, then Lance. So Lance was on those teams. He's We've been through it all with him, um, and I do wish him the best if he's not ba- back next season. Um, I hope he goes to the Warriors, and I hope he wins a ring if he doesn't sign with Indiana. <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping for Lance. Um, so speaking of signing somewhere, they did come out with a couple names that the Pacers were interested in after uh, the Lance news broke yesterday. Will Barton and Tyreek Evans, just to name a couple of them. I think it was from Chris Haynes from ESPN was the first to report it. He said the Pacers have interest in signing probably just one of the two, not both of them. Um, So my question to you guys is if you had to pick one of those guys, who would you go with and why? Um, I think it's for me it's Will Barton. He's a 27-year-old wing player. He's kind of that prototypical six-man. He can get a shot. He attacks the basket well. He had career highs and assists last season, so he's definitely a team guy. His first couple years in Portland were pretty low, and then he kind of just picked it up over the last couple years. Last year, I think he averaged like somewhere around 15 points a game. Um, he's kind of that offensive guy that can create a shot that this team's been looking for for a while now, that not you know Victor or Paul in the past. We need that second option. I think he would fill the void Lance had as far as like scoring. Um, I don't know. I kind of... Evans isn't a bad pick either. Don't get me wrong. I think Evans is a good, fine player. But as far as those two, I'd have to pick Will Barton. And he's just got a great name. I mean, Will Barton's an amazing name. Will the Thrill. Will the Thrill Barton. Again, his his nickname on basketball reference is like the one-man thrill rider. So I don't know. I forget what it is. I'll look that up. But. While he's looking that up, how about you, Jake? What do you yeah, think? I think um, I would probably <clears> – <throat> I don't have a problem with either guy. It depends on what the Pacers are looking for. So I actually think Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Evans is a more souped-up version of what Lance was. Um, he doesn't shoot the three well, and, and even the most loyal of Lance fans would say that he is a very streaky shooter. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just looking at Evans, his career stats. He's been in the league a while, man. Yeah. He really has been. He's the ninth year. Um, he's a scorer. And he's he's a guy that can control the ball. I, I don't know if he's going to be a guy that I would want playing in my starting five so much, though. Um, I think if, if Tyreek Evans is starting, I think that he plays point. Uh, maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but what does he do best? He controls tempo. He is a playmaker with the basketball. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes. I think that if he starts, he's going to start for Collison. I don't know how that works. So I, I, pref- I don't see that happening. I see him coming off the bench. Well, if he's coming off the bench, then I'm not paying this guy fifteen fifteen well, million to come off the bench. In, he takes Thad's spot. When you well, he might take Thad's spot, but he can't guard a four. Yeah, I know that. And Victor, you don't want Victor sliding up to guard a three. So I just think there's a lot of question marks with Evans. I think in terms of being a basketball player, he's better than Barton. So if I was starting a team, I would rather have Evans. That's just me. I think he does more. Um, Barton's just pretty much an offensive guy. I know he's a, he's a pretty good defender, but I think Evans is the better basketball player. All right, but Barton is Barton fits what we want to do a little bit more. He is used to coming off the bench. Um, he's a much better three point shooter than Evans. I'd be happy either way, but I I don't see how you pay a guy fifteen, really fifteen to twenty mil. I I think that's what it's going to take to get Evans in this in this climate. I don't see how you can bring him off the bench. I mean. 
I don't know. I think the NBA is such an ego-driven league. If you're one of the highest-paid players and you can't even find the starting five, it takes a special guy to understand that your best role is going to be coming off the bench and being our scorer. I don't know. That's just me. Um, I would take either one. I would lean Evans if I was starting a team, but Barton probably fills what we need a little bit better. Will Barton's nickname was the People's Champ. I like. We got to find a new nickname to get on. And then mm-hmm. Tyreek's is too easy, Tyreek. Too easy, Tyreek. Eh? Too easy. Oh. Not bad. And then there's also Reek Havoc. I wonder if he, got, like that. I wonder if he got that nickname in college. Reek Havoc is, I think Reek Havoc's the one for him. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence with, with both of them. If I had to lean towards one, I'd probably go Will Barton. Um, I'm going Marcus Smart over Tyreke, both of those guys. I mean, Tyreek's had some good NBA seasons. He had a great rookie season, at least, in uh, Sacramento. And then he had some years, I think, in New Orleans. Last year he signed with uh, the Grizzlies, and he had a really good season. But who knows? Uh, I don't know. He's just very streaky to me. I mean, so is Will Barton. I have a so quick question. I wouldn't I, pay up for either of them. I have a quick honestly. question. I know this is kind of – do you guys have problems when NBA teams, especially winning teams like the Pacers, when they go after guys that have always played on losing teams? Well, you that guys was kind of the thing with you guys think Young, that's a right? correlation. Kind of thought, I mean, right. I, I think it's just we can get them for cheaper maybe like right. than maybe what other people would value them at. So I don't think it's a bad play. But I don't. I can't remember the last you know big time free agent we've got you know like that that's been on a successful winning team really. So I think that's just kind of what they've always gone by. I don't yeah. know. I don't even know if it correlates. But yeah, I just always think you know this guy's not used to playing big time basketball. Yeah, um, those guys he, might be Evan hungry Turner. Too. Evan Turner, he's a perfect example. We we go out and get Evan Turner. He's not Jack Crap. Why? Because he's he's been on a loser his whole career. DJ yeah. Augustine. Yeah, they. I mean, that's what I'm saying. These names come up over Gerald and over Green, again. Yeah. yeah. It's just tough. Um, not saying that these guys are losers by any means, but like when it comes down to the nitty gritty, I want somebody that's been there before, right? Yeah. Not saying these guys are going to be the one taking the shot o- over Oladipo or anybody else, but that's just what I always think. Do I really want to pay, pay $15, $18 million for one of these guys when they've never been there before? Yeah. I think I'd rather pay extra, pay up a little bit for a guy that has been there before and knows what's go- what's coming on a winning team. Well, what about Rodney Hood? What are you guys talking about? Wait a hood, wait a hood. Just about that. That was something that broke today that Patriots, Patriots could be interested in Rodney Hood. I've never really been a fan of his. Uh, also very streaky player. Either he's going to be hot or he's not. Um, he's scary, man. I mean, when he, when he's on it, he's on it. But when he's not, I mean, look at the – just watch the Cleveland-Indiana series. And, uh, I mean, it was just – he was in the playoffs. I don't – it wasn't his first time in the playoffs, I don't think. But it was just – watching him play, I was so excited when he came in off the bench because I knew that was good for the Pacers. He's He is – I agree. He and, is – S A W T South. And he then, is soft. And then yeah, still and decently then, young. And then still when, young. and then you had the issue. I think it was in the next series. I don't remember what it was. Where he refused to go in in garbage minutes and play. So uh, that's what I was. He's got to a say. big ego, obviously. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I, I, I think, think Jake might be the only one that's a fan. I, I'm a fan of his skill set. Yeah. I really liked him his when he was there, no doubt. But he's another one of those guys. Okay, so he, he's playing in Utah for several seasons. Showed a lot of potential. Now he goes to Cleveland for half a season, and now they ask him to score the same way he did when he was in Utah, and he couldn't do it. He literally could not score like that in the playoffs. It's a different game. Now, for us, I think he fits because I think that he is a second-unit player. 
Does Rodney Hood think he's a second-unit player? Probably not. So that's why I say he is S-A-W-T, South. 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 Okay, and that's it. And and that's it. I, I don't know. I don't know what else he can bring us other than shooting. And like Chris said earlier, he's streaky. I think he'd be cheaper than the other guys, but what do I know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll get a, get a lot more into free agents here in a little bit. But uh, those were, at least Barton and Evans, those were the two options that were brought up uh, right after Lance News. But in honor of Lance, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, discuss some tweets We'll go over these really quickly. Some of the favorites tweets we put on uh, on our Twitter page at Born Ready to Pod. The two is a number. Number two, yes. Uh, we put on the Twitter page a signed photo uh, from Lance. It's actually a photo with Lance and LeBron in it, um, so that's very fitting. So we put that online, having a giveaway right now. So make sure you go on there and retweet and, and follow our Twitter page. Here are some. We're not going to read all the replies we got, but we put bonus for people who tweeted us their favorite Lance moments. Um, so here's some of my favorites when we were going through, and I'll just go ahead and read through these, and you guys chime in when you have a have a comment. First, we're going to start off with uh, El Duderino, who's a fan favorite of the show. <laughs> Love him. He says, wrestling the ball away from LeBron and holding it high for the Bankers Life Fieldhouse crowd. I that's, was at the ultimate hype when, that, when I he did that, dude. I was that's, on my feet, just jacked, dude. That's my favorite Lance moment. It because tears. I got the t-shirt of that, too. It was a great moment. It was, Unfortunately, we lost that game. Yeah. If we would have won that yeah. game, it would have went down as by far the best it Lance moment It was so symbolic. Of, this is my favorite moment, so I'm going to comment on it. It was so symbolic of Lance, like... There is no way in the world Lance Stevenson should wrestle the ball away from LeBron. <laughs> ever. But guess what? He's pretty, there. He's I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he grabbed his neck. He, he grabbed his neck. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a bulldog. He grabs the ball. The the fans are cheering him on. And it's almost like the raising of Simba for you know what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Simba raising the kid. Just yeah, let's go. And it was it was hype. I was so hype and I was cheering. I'm yelling and screaming. It was awesome. That's my favorite moment. So I'll take a step back and let you read the rest. Uh, next one from at Shantamis underscore prime says he ran into him at Kilroy's during the off season asked if he could get a picture and blow in his ear. Lance said, I don't think Larry would like that. <laughs> I bet he got to ask that every so time. So I'm pretty out. sure, uh, Shantamis also said that was, I think back in 14 when he was trying to get that next contract. <laughs> so good for Lance for, you know, caring what Larry thought when he was about to get paid. Um, our next one. Is I actually I like both of these. The next two uh, at Glessner JL says getting a bucket in garbage time against the Raptors and starting a fight. Is that his first game back? That was his came? first game back. I was at that game. Yeah. And I remember just being so happy that Lance had a good game. And then when that happened, I just thought Lance has returned to us. You just see the prodigal son. I actually I watched the video on that again a couple days ago, and I completely forgot. But Corey Joseph was on the Raptors then, yeah. and he just chucks the ball at Lance's head. <laughs> few months later, they're teammates. Bygones be bygones. So, uh, next one from at C Poindexter33 says, anytime he started his gallop at half court, you knew shit was about to go down. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, when he was feeling himself and he had that gallop, you were just like, all right, we're good. You're like, this is going to be a hell of a pass or it's going out of bounds. <laughs> I, I don't ever remember seeing him do the gallop, like, outside of Banker's Life, though. He would never do that away. And everything – and you knew shit was about to go down because every time he did gallop, I was like, in my head or out loud, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is about to go down. Not, oh, no, no. It could be no, a good no. way or a bad way. We don't know. Um, and then 
Last but not least, this actually wasn't my favorite, but I had to say it. At Mr. Blabberinhead says, today when the Pacers sit him packing. Boo. That's so, a hater right there. That's just a yeah. solid hater. Blabberinhead indeed. <laughs> Didn't really appreciate that, but it was also kind of funny. So, um, With that being said, uh, those are all some of my – I mean, personally, I love all those Lance moments, except for the day he got sent packing. Um, I would also say probably resting the ball away. Uh, the ear blow – is also obviously a favorite. And then going in the same exact game, he went into the uh, Miami Heat huddle. <laughs> they had like three or four guys, and he's just sitting there like intent, like just, he's just like blending in, just shaking his head at Spolstra talking. <laughs> he even tries to talk to him, and Spolstra's like, what are you doing? Get away from me. And then the Dwight Howard block. Yes. And then he just went ham. Yes. And then the guy dunked right behind Yes. <laughs> yes, that was also, awesome. also a solid moment. So uh, we hope Lance stays. If not, he will be missed. Just stay Lance. But, uh, but we wish him the very best. Um, and uh, and people have been asking about the Born Ready to Pod name. It's going to stay. Yeah. So Lance will always, no matter what, be we're a Pacers right. legend. We were all Born Ready to Pod. And that won't be changed. So uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and our next segment is going to be about uh, – we did a Twitter question, which free agents do you want the Pacers to pursue? We're going to go to a quick break, but then after that uh, we'll be right back with our answers to your guys' questions. Contrary to popular belief, we're still open. Radio Shack! Come in and get your electronic needs, equipment, and goods. Anything from Wolfman, Vinyl Records, Cassette Players, VHS Tape, The Zune, MP3 Players, Phonographs, PlayStation 2, Typewriters, Razor Cell Phones, Camcorders, GameCube, Calculators, Box Television, and AA Batteries. Everything you need at your local store. Come in today and buy, buy, buy. Radio Shack Technology. For the future, by the future. All right, we are back after uh, that nice little break from Radio Shack. So uh, we are now moving on to the next segment. We're going to just put this all into one segment. We did two Twitter questions. One was asking uh, our followers what free agency you want the Pacers to pursue this offseason. And then the more in-depth one, uh, Pacers free agency questions uh, for you guys. So we're going to start off first with the free agents that uh, our followers want us to pursue. Uh, the first one coming from at still, still weapons, still weapons. It's Will Stevens. He just put the ah, W. You see ah, what he did there? Clever, clever. He says Meta World Peace. So I know Meta's currently with a big three team. Yeah, he's not going um, off the big three. So I don't, I don't he's on to bigger he, and better things. Yeah, we're not going to get him from that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to leave. Uh, next up is at Brady underscore Killian. And I think Brady was 100% serious when he said this. <laughs> He says, Leangelo Ball, send him to the G League, let him develop, and he will be a jersey seller. Could you imagine, like, just... All right. Just the Ball family just ingraining themselves in Indiana culture. Like Brady, a picture of LeVar eating, like, sweet corn at the state fair. Brady, here's the problem. Unless Leangelo Ball develops into another human being... He's not going to help an NBA roster, no. so I, I can't foresee him. That would he wouldn't even be he be... wouldn't even be a top twenty player on a on a raw. If we if we had like minor league systems, this dude would be like a single or double A. I mean, this guy Leandro Ball can't play. 
He couldn't even beat up on the 15 and 16 year olds overseas. I mean, it was pathetic. So yeah, he would definitely be a jersey seller to dummies that just want ball on the back of a jersey. That's I could beat Leangelo Ball on an eight foot rim. I'm 100 percent confident with one arm. No, I'd no. need both my arms because I mean right. he is pretty good shape. Would you? Could you get your dad to just scream, "Get Leangelo the ball! <laughs> get a little uh, Eric Hawk the ball!" Moving on from Leangelo, <laughs> we've already spent enough time talking about the ball. Uh, Next one from at JWP underscore 9355, who is also a uh, big well, fan of the show. We hear from him a lot on Twitter. Sometimes not always the nicest things, but we appreciate your input, JWP. Uh, JWP says Tyreek Evans or Derek Favors. Favors would let Turner play more outside and work on his driving ability. So uh, what do you guys think about JWP's uh, recommendations there? I mean, I think Favors has the uh, the injury concerns, if we're being serious now. Uh, I would rather have Tyreek Evans. Uh, I would rather have Tyreek Evans. I think it's easier to find somebody that does what Derek Favors can do. I think Derek Favors is a good NBA player. Yeah, I good. just wouldn't I wouldn't overpay for him. I think the whole league, I've said this several times, it revolves around guard play. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, I think the bigs we have now are more than capable. Yeah. Really again, again is Derek Favors... Better than Thad Young, and I'm I'm not sure I want Thad Young playing the three anymore. I think he's found his spot as, as a swing four, um, a guy that can do both inside and outside. Um, I would rather have Tyreek Evans for sure. Okay, um, next one from at this is actually from we got the same response from two people, so it might be one of them might be his burner account. I don't know. Uh, first one's from at Pacers fan three two one, and the other part of this question came from. Uh, Ty Mofo. <laughs> this is Kevin Pritchard's burner. Account. Yeah, this is definitely. We have found Pritchard's burner. Account. He says, uh, they both say actually, Julius Randle and trade for Kimba. Now, I will say before you guys uh, give any feedback on that, I hear a lot of things about Julius Randle. Randall, I think he's a great player, but I don't necessarily know how he fits in with the Pacers. Um, I just don't. I just think it would be unnecessary to spend up for him, but that's just my opinion. So this is get Julius Randle and then trade him for Kemba? No, no, it's no. they, want, they want to sign Julius Randle and then trade okay. for Kemba. They didn't say trade for Kemba, but I put that because you can't sign Kemba. You would have to trade for him. I He's mean, trade Kemba him. sounds great. But I mean, for what we're giving up, who knows? But yeah, I in these between these two, trade for Kemba. But I don't. Neither of them are that sexy to me. I think I. Would much rather, 100% rather, sign Julius Randle than trade for Kimba Walker. Um, I've said several times, to me, Kimba Walker, he's another one of those guys who he's supposed to be good, but he doesn't lead his team to much at all. Oh, he, does, he doesn't have anybody. He, he, well, part of the problem is he takes some terrible shots. Um, he's just such an offensive-minded player. I want a defensive-minded player to play by Oladipo. I know that Oladipo can do it in the playoffs. Kimba... He's he's fine, but he he's a bigger name than he is a player to me in my world. I would rather have <clears throat> several other point guard options. Julius Randle to me, it's not like he's some kind of huge player himself, but I view him as a fat young type player with more potential. Not quite as tall, but younger well, version. Obviously, if that makes yeah, sense. more potential because he's younger. No, I mean like he has the potential to be better than Thad Young. I think that he's at Thad Young's level now. I think he's more physical than Thad Young. I for damn sure know he can hit his layups better than Thad Young. But I like Thad. That's not what I'm saying. I think Thad's cheaper. So, you know, I'm fine if we went with Thad Young. But I think Julius Randle um, is a better option for the Pacers what at I this do point hope, to trade and for I'm gonna, Real quick, I do hope that the Lakers get put in a tough spot where I hope they get none of the free agents, none of the big-name free agents this year, 
and I hope that someone just puts in an offer for Julius Randle right off the bat, and they can't match it because they're worried about signing one of these other guys. So then Randle goes away, and then Randall's they're stuck with no free agents. What, what number would make you guys comfortable with Randle coming to the Pacers per year? I'm not even going to – I don't want – I mean – You will, just don't want him? I, I don't see – he just feels unnecessary to me. I think he's probably going to get around $20 million. Yeah, I'd be passing hard Restricted on that. Restricted free agents get paid more, so he's going to have to – I would much rather have gonna that have at to 12. Up, but I'm, what I – like I said, I'm hoping that uh, – I'm hoping that the Lakers get put in a tough spot, lose Randall, and then don't get any of these free agents because it's funny to watch. I mean, obviously the Lakers are in a lot better position than us historically, but it's funny to watch how it's played out the last few years. Moving on. At Paget underscore 13 – Paul George, because he's exactly what we need. Are we going to spend too much time on that? You can tell by his name. He hasn't totally gotten over yeah. the PG thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Padgett, Padgett 13. Yeah, yeah he, Not can, he can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> and then uh, last one from at underscore Jalen's World. Why do people use underscores? Um, Twitter names must not be available. Jalen's World. Yeah, Jalen's taken. World. Uh, he says Jabari Parker. Who also I don't like. He's injury prone. Definitely I think he has prone. two bit major uh, major injuries. I, I if you got him cheap, sure, but I see no reason to pay up for him. He hasn't. I mean, he's had good seasons. Don't get me wrong, but he hasn't lived up to the hype. Ditto. Pass. Yep, I'm I'm passing on him for okay. the price tag. All right, so that wraps up uh, your guys' free agents and guys. We're gonna do this stuff like this a lot. Uh, where we ask you guys questions and we'll talk about it on here. Uh, we'll get more in-depth on this next section, which is uh, these are questions from some of our followers. Um, so we'll just dive right into it. The first one from at Michael underscore Huffer3 uh, says, what is your most realistic dream uh, for the upcoming season for uh, our starting five? Um. Realistic. I know you want to say LeBron James and you know Michael Jordan and you know uh, Wilt Chamberlain, but realistically, what do you think is going to be our starting five coming up? If our starting five doesn't change, I wouldn't be too awfully happy or disappointed in that. I think maybe without, let's say, we get rid of Thad Young and we throw Sabonis in the starting lineup just to see, and then so I would say that maybe I don't know upgrade at point guard also. I don't know. This one's tough. Dream scenario, realistic, I'd say we keep everything the same and maybe change. Dream scenario, I'd say we go out and we get a decent free agent. I'm not sure who that is. I don't speculate. Um, Realistically, I think we'll have the same exact starting five from last year. I think Thad will will end up staying. I don't think he's going to opt in, but I think think he will probably end up staying. To me, the Pacers are in a unique position. I think that they're the type of team, almost like the Nuggets did several years ago, where they just like they had like eight really good basketball players. They didn't have any studs. I kind of think that that's our best, best, our best pass to uh, winning. Um, I think the best possible starting five, realistically, we could probably attain. I, I don't know. I got a problem with playing Oladipo at the three, but I, I guess two and three, it's all about who you want to guard. I guess I'd have Collison, uh, Tariq Evans, uh, Oladipo, Sabonis, and Turner. Um, obviously, if you could keep Thad Young and make that work, you slide Sabonis to the second unit, and I'm completely fine with that. Um, but I think most of our upgrades are going to come in the second unit, and that's going to be the best way we can compete with other teams. Yeah. We have well, Our second unit 
has to beat the crap out of other teams' second unit for us to go far in the playoffs. And that, that that's my opinion. I think our starting five is good enough. They work together. Um, but I think you do need to add a piece. Evans, uh, I'd, I'd love Marcus Smart. I'd love to slide him in there. Yeah. He's the guy I want more than anything. But I, I don't know if that's realistic with Boston having some uh, room to make some things work. I think they'd pretty much match anything. From what it sounds like, he's kind of their locker room guy. So that's just where I'm at. All right. Uh, next question coming from uh, at underscore <clears throat> Andrew Adams, 11. Uh, he actually has two questions. First one being, what wings or stretch forwards do you think they will target? And how legitimate do you think their interest in guys like Marcus Smart and Eric Gordon is? So, first part of that question, think about wings or stretch forwards you think they'll target. Um, wings, obviously, we've had some names that have been out there that, that they are interested in targeting, so that's not any news. Um, so do you think there's any particular stretch fours out there um, that we could go after? And then second part of that question, Marcus Smart and Eric Gordon. What do you guys think about our interest in those two? I think we've touched on a little bit of this, but Marcus Smart would definitely be a guy. I think they're going to be in talks with all these guys. Like I think it would be stupid for them not. They're going to try to get meetings with as many guys as possible. I think we've already seen they're pretty serious about what they're trying to do. Uh, Julius Randle. Just to have them in and talk, I think they're going to do that. We're going to, we've talked about Rodney Hood. Marcus Smart would be a dream. Aaron Gordon, I think they're going to have all these guys in, or they're going to at least attempt. And any other names we haven't talked about? Um, I'll give you one name I hope we come in. He's not a big big name guy, but he is the stretch four who always kills us, and that's Anthony Tolliver. I actually had his name down. He can shoot, man. Yeah. And, I mean, he's going to come off the bench, but that that boy can shoot. You put him there in the corner, and he's gonna drain threes all day. Was he at a? He was in the. Uh, he was in Detroit. Mm, okay, yeah. So last I, year in Detroit. Uh, what about he, Kyle Anderson? He averaged nine points. See him on here. This list we have. I think he's more of a wing, but I I think you're right. I think he's a target we should at least be looking at. I don't like his shot. It takes a while to 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 get off. So, um, which is I mean, good Wayne if you're Ellington, in college. But I like Wayne Ellington. With these wing players, a lot that you want to see. Um, is guys with length and guys that can shoot. So obviously that's why the Pacers have interest in Rodney Hood. He has length and he can shoot. I have a guy. Um, I have a guy for that stretch four though. I um, I don't love him. He can't defend for Jack Crap, but he can stretch the floor as a shooter. And that's Ursan Ilyasova. Um, Again, guys, I know these names that you're hearing. You're like, why do we want to add guys like that? I'm talking about deals that you can get for cheap. You slide him in as a stretch four. All of a sudden, he's one of your better shooters in the second unit. Uh, it's just a good way to use the money. Do I love Ursan Ilyasova? No, but that was not the question. The question is, what stretch fours could I see as targeting? And on the cheap, Ursan, um, he's he's one of those guys. People trade for him every year. He's like, you know like the jack of all trades he can do a little bit of everything so i think he could be somebody we look at um you've already hit on marcus smart rodney hood uh wings are the most difficult um players to obtain that's why it's very important for us to understand that it's tough to trade for a good young wing or sign a good young wing because they're going to want too much money you have to draft and develop those guys kind of like what we did with pg um can't believe I just said his name, but that that's that's where my head's at with that. I don't really love Aaron Gordon. Again, to me, he's just kind of a. I what don't about a uh, loser, a what I've read too is I don't know if there's interest, but Wayne Ellington, he played in Miami last year, averaged uh, 11 points a game. I'm good with he that. He can shoot. 
You can chew. He's long. I, I like Wayne Ellington too. Yeah, I I'm think not, I'm not be, mad. I think he would be a solid addition <laughs> off the bench. Uh, so next part of his question was uh, legitimacy in Marcus Smart and Aaron Gordon. Uh, I do think it's legitimate. Uh, obviously, there have been reports uh, f- mostly from Marcus Smart so far. I think what we're trying to do, as Hawk had alluded to earlier, bring in as many guys as we can, uh, specifically a lot of these restricted guys, and seeing if we can poach at least one of them away. So I think if we came away with an Aaron Gordon, a Marcus Smart, uh, Julius Randle, uh, who else, Rodney Hood, I think that our goal is to bring in as many of these guys as possible, and then hopefully we can at least poach one of them way um, from the uh, from from one of these teams. I, I don't know. I heard an interesting one. I heard a really interesting one about Aaron Gordon. I had heard that uh, he went to college where? Do you guys know where he went to college? Went Arizona. To Arizona. Yes, exactly. And the Phoenix Suns apparently have a little bit of interest in him. And I really like Marquise Chris. I think I think he has some potential. He would be a guy I would love to go after. Again, he's another one of those quote unquote. Loser guys that play for a loser franchise, but he's a stretch big man. He can play the four. He could even play the five at a small pace. Um, if you get his head right, man, if we can make a quick, easy deal for him, I would love that. So that's I'm another guy. Another guy I kind of like is Wilson Chandler. I mean, I know he's older, but he's yeah. always kind of a guy I've liked. And well, Denver. seems like a tough guy. And he's, Chris, he's, he's Chris, kind of like a fun player. You know, several years ago, tough. yeah, several years ago, Chris and I going down to a Pacers game when Wilson Chandler was a free agent. We seen Wilson Chandler. In At Indiana, least we thought we, we did. Well, it, we did confirmed sighting. Confirmed sighting. I put my life. No, I'm just kidding. But way to ruin it, Chris. But yeah, yeah, we thought we saw him and we were excited. So yeah, we thought he was about to sign with us. Uh, moving on uh, at a A H Steven Zero. That's a handful right there. He says, "What position player and player style do we need most if we are going to compete at the same level as last year?" but also maintain our chemistry. So one of the big things for last year's team, we might not have been the flashiest team, uh, but our team chemistry was at least, if it was on NBA 2K, it would be at 100. Um, so what uh, what do you guys think about uh, Mr. Stevens' question there? Uh, player style? We need a guy that can defend and shoot. A 3 and D guy, I think, is what most teams need, honestly. Yeah. And I think everything else we kind of have handled. Player style, I'd probably say aggressive. Not we don't really want passive types here. We when we're trying to you know build this thing defensively mostly. I'm going to go ahead and answer uh, before you, Jake. I think obviously they're trying to build some type of culture here in Indiana. Um, I think obviously if Thad doesn't come back, you need to go after a leader. So maybe go after a veteran that can maybe not. I mean, I don't see any way Al Jefferson's back, but I think we need a guy like that at least on the bench. Not saying he's going to play a lot, so I think they need to go after a leader. There's still a lot of young guys on these teams. Vicks is taking the reins, but I think you got to have a guy on the bench that kind of can fill the role that Al did last year. And if that's not back, and then also you got to have a high energy guy, even if it's not Lance, someone that can come in, even like a Marcus Smart, and just pick the team up when they're just you know coming out slow. Um, I think those are, I think you got to have those guys on your team. Especially for team chemistry. I the more I look at this list of free agents, I I the position player we need in terms of the actual number of position, we always need a three, a three, a small forward, a guy that can, can three and D. Um, but th- again, you win this league with athletic wings. That's how you win. I mean, every look back at every single champion over the last decade, they don't have big guys. 
They're, they're not run by super small guards. If you want to count Steph Curry, fine, but Durant's the best player on that team. Draymond's probably the most important player on that team from what he can bring Clay Thompson. I, you need good wings. That's the that's the type of players we need. Um, a name that I like, I think, more than a lot of other people, I think a guy like Nerlens Noel, who is another injury-prone guy, but he's a rim protector, especially in that second unit, and I think he can make spot starts. He had a lot of potential. Now he's starting to feather off. That offense hasn't come quite around as much as we needed it to if we really wanted to make him up big time player but he never really got the run he never got the run in dallas he could be on our second unit we could start him he's a rim protector he could take some he does deserve at least one more chance before people give up on i he'd be i'd be he would be one of the people i mean at one point he was projected to be the number one overall pick i think that was back yeah he tore his acl 13 i think yeah he just he never he never developed a post game but guess what now he's a free agent if we get him somewhat cheap it's different it's different. It's it's a, it's a different little flavor yeah. for our second unit. It's worth a chance. Yeah, for the right price, definitely. I don't think. I, I think a lot of teams think that way because I could think like I don't think a lot of people have given up on Orleans besides maybe yeah. Dallas. I don't. I think he's gonna maybe get a little more than we expected. I don't know. I just think that he's gonna. He's definitely got the potential. That's obvious. Just one more name, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. I also like Dante Exum, uh, restricted free agent who hasn't done a lot. He's still very young. He's only like 21 or 22. Um, Top pick several years ago. 14, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and he's one of those guys I would have some definite interest in. Of course, we just drafted Mr. Holiday, so maybe they're not looking for that. But I think he's a high upside guy that probably wouldn't cost too much. Um, moving on, uh, this question we probably won't spend a lot of time on, but it is interesting. Uh, we already know the answer, but we're going to ask it anyway because we appreciate our fan questions. Uh, at Aaron Legend Golf says, do the Pacers really want LeBron to come to Indy? The answer to that is yes. I mean, any ask thirty teams in the league, yes, they want LeBron yes. to come to your city. I mean, he's a he's an asshole on the court, like we know, like he like bitches and moans. But I mean, he is like one of the greatest players of all time, no doubt. If LeBron says he wants to come to your city, you're doing whatever you can exactly. to make it happen. Like I don't like. I mean, I respect LeBron, but when we play against him, he's my worst enemy. I yell at this TV so much. And I love hating him so much. Yeah, but if, so if he came here, I mean, I guess I would cheer. You for have him. a chance to go back to the NBA Finals, and it's a very high chance because what he's been to seven or eight in a row. Like, and we would have the and best. If they roster. add LeBron, yeah, like that. The team now, you just have. I mean, to, I'm not going to put much time into yeah. thinking about it. I know I, I, I didn't, definitely don't. It's fun. About it. It's I fun. definitely don't lay at night. It's not realistic. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it'd be yeah, awesome. if it happened, it would be awesome. I would, I would totally take it. So to answer your question, Aaron, yes, the Pacers <laughs> really do want LeBron. It's just not going to happen. Um, so next question from at Tdale twenty seven: uh, Is there a chance Lance resigns if uh, Thad Young opts out? If and if Thad Young does opt out. Who will the Pacers look to play at the four? I think we've kind of already answered that. Yes. So let's do it real quick. So first off, I think I read that wrong, actually. So what do you guys think the chances are that Lance does resign number one? And then if Thad Young opts out, uh, first off, give your opinion. If we don't sign anybody, who plays four? And if we do some sign somebody, give me one name just real quickly because I know we've hit on it already. Who will play the four if we sign somebody? Um, chances are high if we miss on some of these guys. I think they'll go out to Lance. That's what we think. But I don't think they're going to miss on some of these guys because they got the salary and cap space to do it. 
So I think the overall chance of Lance coming back, I'd throw it at like a 25%, like a one in four. Maybe, hopefully, we all hope. Um, as far as if that ups out, I think you just turn it to bonus, throw them in. Like that's the new starting lineup if we sign a free agent. I don't know. I think we've talked about that enough. I think if I had you have to Randall, guess. Randall, you have I mean, uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. We've touched on it a lot. Yeah. I'm going to just guess Montrose here. I'll screw it. Yeah, I could see – honestly, I could see that as a player we would be interested in. I think he has potential. Chances Lance resigns, I'm going higher than 25%. Um, I don't want to go the cliche 50-50. I think it's probably 40% chance we resign him. I actually think – I don't – it's not that we don't want him. I think it's just we want that flexibility right now. I really think that they've had that conversation with Lance's people. Like, hey, look, we want Lance Stevenson, but he's not one of he's not the best option for us. So we're going to keep that money out there, see if we can get the best option. And if we can't, we'll bring him back for even a little bit more money. I've said that several times today. So I would put it at 40%. But then again, I can't think of a team that would really go after Lance other than maybe like a Golden State where chemistry probably isn't going to get wrecked. Um I 40% done. If uh, Young opts out, um, the Pacers would probably be looking at Sabonis realistically. That's the easiest answer. Yeah. Um, but just another – I know I just said Nerland's Noel. Let's say Nerland's Noel comes in. You start him at center, and then you could slide Turner to the four. I'm not sold that Turner's a five. I His best asset is the fact that he can shoot. That's the best part about Miles Turner is he can shoot. He can stretch the floor. So – play a big four, um, he can. he's athletic enough to guard out there, and so is Nerlens. So Nerlens is the you know rim protector. Miles goes out. If Nerlens has to go out, Miles is a rim protector. I think it's kind of natural. And uh, I'm going to put my chance at Lance resigns at 75%. Oh. Okay. This is coming from a June 7th Instagram post that he put, and obviously this was two or three weeks ago, where he set, has a picture of him and Miles Turner at the uh, charity softball event. And the comment on his post is, Summer talks with my big fella. I see great season coming for us. You would think by that point he would have had a good idea. And I would have thought that maybe in the exit meetings that Pritchard would have said, Lance, we're leaning towards not renewing this and not having you back. Or Lance, we want you, we're going to decline this and we want you to come back. I don't know. Sure. I hope you're right. That's just a little inside information there from Lance Stevenson's Instagram. So. Moving on, um, from at Dewan8 underscore, he says, do you think the Pacers can add at least two decent free agents if Thad opts in? So obviously if Thad opts in, that's going to be uh, that's a $13 million uh, hit. So do you think that there's potential to go out and sign two decent guys? So let's just say – What's decent? Because decent. these guys are going to make our, – our listeners are going to say, why would we want to sign Ersan Ilyasova? Is Ursan decent, or are we talking like Will Barton? I think we're talking more like Will Barton. Yeah. Well, then, not very realistic. It's not one realistic. of them for sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, you, you could, could still get, get one. one. You'd, if if you couldn't, you couldn't afford to get two. There's going to be two decent pieces we sign this year. If Fads one, then you get a guy like Will Barton or Evans, or you go after, you know, Evans and Barton. That that's pretty realistic as well. Um, I'm not saying you would need to do that, but uh, another big guy. I don't know. I, I It's not realistic at all to get two decent guys and that. To back. answer uh, his question, I think it's more – yes, if that opts in, I still think we can get one 
we all think we can get at least one decent free agent. Yeah. And that's, let's just say, an above average player. But there's yeah. still ways we could. It's not unrealistic. Like, we could do some tri- yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, it's still happened. But it's just not something we've yeah. done in the past. I don't yeah. think so. I don't know how realistic it'd be. Um, and last question coming from at Sam Keller Zero. He says, will we see Vic here in four years? I think this is like the best question because it's kind of um, interesting to think. I don't I don't remember when his contract runs out. I think it's for another three seasons. Yes, we will see Vic here in four years. I do too. Yeah. I think I so. Think I think there's no way. We stumbled upon, you know, just like a, a gold mine. We found the golden ticket. And I think at least I think Vic is very appreciative because – He's embraced here. Obviously, he was embraced here because of the IU connection, but he understands what basketball means to most of us Pacers fans. So he understands and he embraces that role. And if he keeps making all NBA teams, they're going to offer him the max. I and he's, he's I don't. Say. I think I hate using the word. I mean, loyalty. I hate using that because obviously loyalty, stuff can happen. Though, but I feel like he feels. I, I just feel like since we traded for him, we gave him this shot, I feel a sense of loyalty from him to the organization. And who knows what will happen between then, but I feel like when the time comes, at least now, I think it's a no-brainer he's going to be here. Yeah. I think he retires a pacer. Got it. Hey, Jason McIntyre. Hey, you called you called him out on Twitter. You called Vic out on Twitter. You called Zabonis out on Twitter. I called you out, and you tried to come back at me, and then I, I roasted you. Okay? Victor Oladipo it is – an asset. I don't care what you say. Even before that trade, even before that trade, he was a 24-year-old former second overall pick that was averaging 16 a game on Russell freaking Westbrook's team. He didn't get the ball like he should have. He was an asset. You can't tell me the guy they drafted the year before in the lottery wasn't the asset in Sabonis. You said we they gave up no assets for Paul George, and I'll tell you what. They got two great assets back, and Paul George ain't crap, and he'll never be crap. So suck it, Jason McIntyre. I don't think he's gonna hear that. But one last come thing, at me. One last thing I want to say about Victor is he's not only a great basketball player, but he's also like off the court, he's a great person. He's the player you you want representing. Your so franchise. today he had his his conference for uh, his most improved. He bought brought uh, a kid with. Uh, I think he was diagnosed with. I don't know what exactly type of cancer it was. He brought the kid and his family, and that's the first thing he said in the press conference was talking about him. And then also he received all these awards, but he said the one that meant the most to him was the teammate award. I think it was the backbone award that his teammates gave him. So um, not only is he a great player on the court, but he's also off the court. He's a hell of a guy. So that's why we embrace him so much, not by, just by his play, but the things he says, the things he does – um, I think is why, obviously, we love him a lot more than Paul George when he was around here. Yeah. So Easy. I never liked Paul George. Um, and what actually we're gonna do? Piece of shit. We're not gonna talk about Paul George. One last question we're actually gonna do. This is a, not a Twitter question, but I'm gonna Hawk. I'm gonna let you ask this question. Uh, <laughs> give. We're gonna give our answers. This is a, this is a bonus question for uh, the big three leagues. So Hawk, take it away. Okay. So. We talked about Lance, obviously, and what if he just went to the big three, said to hell with it. So I thought, what would Lance's big three team be? For me, it's got to you got to include Larry Bird. I mean, get his old bag yeah. out there. <laughs> Let Larry Bird just chuck it. He's been an inspiration to Lance forever. Uh, I think he's a no-brainer on Lance's big three team. And then we got to think, man in the middle. Uh, what do you think? Your turn. Man in the middle. I think 
I think he goes and he gets Roy Hibbert. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Roy's not up to much nowadays. It is just half court. It though. would be perfect, though. Like, it would Roy be would, literally. I, I mean, I know they got the four point shot, <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to work with Roy, but I mean, he can literally. I was watching. I don't watch Big Three. I mean, I, I watched the first game I think they played just because yeah. it had Jermaine and somebody else. And I watched the other day because it was on tape delay or something. So I watched it. I was You're on, a big fan yeah. of the Big Three. So I watched it, and Jermaine O'Neal. I know this is going off topic, but my God, he still has it. I just when he used to have his post moves down there, literally just his footwork and everything. It's just absolutely beautiful as a post player. Kids that are listening, you're probably not listening, but if you want to learn post work, look at Jermaine O'Neal. He still got it. Um, but anyway, just right, so we got, sizes. <laughs> we got Lance Stevenson. We got Larry Bird and Roy Hibbert. No, we alternate. No, I you I don't want Larry. I don't want Larry Bird. I have the perfect guy. Okay, old as heck. Former Pacer, Sam Perkins. He could hit the four-point shot. That's true. He could hit the, the four. Big, the big smooth. Uh, and you know what? I think he was. I think he was with the Pacers organization the first couple of years we had Lance. He was doing something. I mean, Lance knows him. Uh, we can throw him as the four spot. Yeah, because you got to have at least four guys on a big three team. Yeah. So are we doing it. all Pacers? Or are we gonna think of somebody? Uh, We're doing all players. Pacers plus Larry Bird. Uh, what about Slavo Medvedenko just for the name? Yeah. I think Lance could find a better <laughs> I would say probably next, maybe, you know, if we had another spot open. Let's give it to Austin Crozier. <laughs> you gotta have a white guy on the team. We, we, we already got Larry Bird. Larry Bird's not really another, white, though. You need another white Larry guy. Larry Bird's kind of gangster and thug. That's true. I go Austin Crozier. That's a solid pick. I mean, he's just gonna D up. Ryan what about Holmes? Scott Pollard? Scott Pollard would. Scott. Was, if Shaq ever goes to the big three, Scott Pollard shuts down Shaq. Like, yep. remember that for a couple of years? Like, he got traded to the team that's going to play Shaq in the East because they said he could shut down. And by down. shutting down, you mean, like, Shaq averaging, like, 25. maybe a shy under 30, <laughs> 50 rebounds. So, all right. So, obviously, uh, yeah, we tweeted it out. Uh, one day, there is a good chance Lance Stevenson is the MVP of the big three. I just – I see it happening. I still think he's got a lot of years left in the NBA, hopefully – so I hope that comes down the road. Maybe the big three won't even be a thing by then. Maybe they'll have a five-point shot, but then I don't know. But I think Lance will one day be uh, the MVP of that league. So, um, Thanks, guys, for all your questions. We appreciate the feedback. We, Like I said, we want to do this a lot in our shows. You give us some things to talk about to discuss, um, and we like answering your questions. So that will wrap it up for all of our Twitter questions. And we're going to move on to our next segment, which is Guess That Contract. Uh, we'll go over the rules about that when we get back uh, right after this quick break. Are you looking for the employment opportunity of a lifetime? Are you looking to make a difference in the state of Indiana? Are you looking to cover the Pacers all the time and better than our intern now, Dan Hartley? Could you be better than terrible? Because that's what Dan is, and we're looking for an upgrade. Seriously, Dan is the worst. If you didn't show up to a single day of work and did nothing, you would be better than Dan Harley. If you thought you knew what you were talking about, but you really didn't know, but you kept your mouth shut instead of running your mouth, you'd be better than Dan Harley. If you didn't tweet Dan Dogich every day from the account, something that didn't matter about anything, you would be better than Dan Harley. If your knees didn't have rug burns on them after listening to Dan Dogich, you would be better than Dan Harley. Well, let me tell you guys about the opportunity of a lifetime. The opportunity is greatness and it's calling. <laughs> Something's coming. Something's in the works. We need help. We need an intern. 
someone to mold and to progress into the future, a young mind, someone that can help us edit the podcast so we don't have to, someone that can hit record so we don't have to. We are looking for an intern. I would prefer if you were 21 so that you could run to the local pub to get us a drink or two. But if all else fails, again, you just have to be better than freaking god-awful. Damn. Which wouldn't be too hard, because Dan is the worst. Apply online now at Born Ready to Pod Twitter and on our Instagram. Thank Send you. us a direct message to at Born Ready to Pod. All right, we are back. Um, so, as the ad just suggested, we are looking for an intern uh, for all the uh, reasons that were listed, but specifically because we need coffee too. So, you need to go on coffee runs. And Dan sucks. And that as well. Um, so the next part of our uh, of our podcast, we're going to focus on a little game called Guess That Contract. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off some NBA guys, and you guys have to tell me um, how much you think that player will sign for. Give me a year. Give me a contract, like say four years. The years doesn't really matter. Give me, on average, how much you think they're going to make per year, and then uh, you get bonus points for telling me what team you think they're going to sign with. So you get a point for everything you guess right, and the loser has to uh, provide the next item for our giveaway. How's that sound? Agreed. Love it. So we'll start off our first person, LeBron James. I'll start us off here. LeBron James, my prediction for the 2018-2019 season in the NBA, or the association as we like to call it, I'm going to call the Houston Rockets signs LeBron James to a max contract. Um, I'm going to go uh, with LeBron James will sign a one-plus-one player option deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, to the max dollar amount, and then I look for him to join the Lakers next year with Kawhi Leonard. Um, if you heard the Magic Johnson press conference, he went from being all into this offseason to now he wants two offseasons, which tells me that um, LeBron does want to play with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi is not going to get traded to the Lakers, so I think he'll sign a one-on-one with the Cavs, decline that next year uh, like he did this year, or like he's going to this year. And uh, just go ahead and slide right on in with the Lakers next year. So one and one max contract with the Cavs. Mine's also one and one. All right. Uh, next one is Julius Randle, um, restricted free agent uh, right now with the Lakers. Uh, give me your guys' details on what do you think uh, Julius will end up at? Um, I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say Julius Randle will sign a 23 mil a year deal. 23. 23 with Orlando Magic. How many years? Four years. Okay. I have Julius Randle signing a three-year deal worth $20 million with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Lakers will have a chance to match, and they've got a tough decision. I ultimately think they decline. So I think... Randall is going to make 20 mil. I don't think he's worth it. I think it'll only be a three-year deal because Mark Cuban knows how to structure contracts. They're not going to be tied down forever with him, but I think he is good enough for them to kind of not build around, but he could be a piece on a pretty solid team. So three-year, 20 mil deal with the Cavs. 
for Julius Randle. Speaking of the Mavs, did you see that I saw today Dirk, who was scheduled to make $5 million, He's going to re-sign with them. I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but he's going to get paid less than $5 million yeah. for everything he's done for them, and he just keeps taking discounts. I mean, Dirk is the ultimate guy that you want to come to your franchise. Everything he's done for that organization, some of the players would have too big of an ego, and he's going to say, I'll make less than $5 million this year so we can go out and sign somebody to a ridiculous contract. So I like the Randall Mavs pick. Uh, next we have DeMarcus Cousins who is coming off that injury, what do you guys think he's going to go for? I think Cousins is still going to sign for the Max, and I think it'll be in, D- in uh, Dallas. That was going to be my Dallas pick. Um, there's been some rumors of that already, and year-wise, I'll say it's a three-year deal because of the injury. Maybe I'll just say three. Okay, I actually think DeMarcus Cousins will sign a four-year Max deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, again, that's kind of boring, I know. I really like the Mavs pick. I'm not sure if DeMarcus Cousins can be the leader of your franchise. And I think the Pelicans have pretty much relied on Anthony Davis. I think Drew Holiday's a nice piece. I actually think if he would have stayed healthy, it would have been uh, they would have made some noise in the West. Of course, they're not going to compete with those top level teams. But I mean, they did make it to the second round. Without yeah, him. yeah. So I'll I will say, I think the three year deal max sounds better, but I think the fourth fourth year max will be the difference in whoever will give it to them. And in my in my situation, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. All right, next player on our list, Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic. He is a restricted free agent. Go go ahead. Jake, go ahead and start us on this one. I have Aaron Gordon signing a four-year, $18 million deal with the Atlanta Hawks, and then it will get matched by the Magic. So I technically have Aaron Gordon signing with the Hawks for four years, $18 million, and then him actually ending up with the Magic due to the fact that he is a restricted free agent. So um, I do not think Aaron Gordon's an 18 mil player. I think that Julius Randle is better than him, so that's why I gave Randle two more million dollars per year. I think he's got a little more um, stability to his game. Gordon relies a lot on his just natural God-given abilities. He hasn't really developed a post-game or anything crazy like that. So I will say a four-year, $18 million deal with per-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks, and then the Magic will um, take on that contract. So technically, he will be playing for the Magic next year. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is going to be my limb pick. I'm going to say, I all, like I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to stay with Orlando. But I'm just going to say Spurs. Why not? Screw it. Spurs, I'm going to say 22 mil, four-year deal with the Spurs. Go and get your money, little duffel bag boy. There we go. 22 mil? 22 mil. I think he's going to get overpaid just because he's a little hype. Someone will overpay for him. You never know how the restricted free agent market's going to be either. You don't. They could get screwed. I mean, he could get screwed. If no one wants to give him that money, he's going to get doinked on his next contract. That's the crazy part about the restricted free agency. I might be too low. Or you might be way, way, way too hot. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, I like it. All right, next on our list, a uh, player that sparked the Pacers' interest, uh, Will Barton. What do you guys got him going for? Will Barton will sign with the Pacers. Oh. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put it at right at 14 mil a year. That's probably maybe a little too high. 
But I'm going to say it's going to be a four-year deal with the Pacers. I had I have Will Barton signing a three-year deal. I actually uh, did some fact-checking on that. I actually think he is only 27. So I will say that I think Will Barton signs a f- – I'm going to stick with three. Three-year deal worth $12 million – which I, I agree with you, he might he might go for more than that. He will sign with the Indiana Pacers. So three-year, $12 million deal with the Indiana Pacers. Three mil, 12 mil per, of course. So I actually don't think that's a bad deal for Will Barton at all. all right. So we both have Will Barton going to the Pacers. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty happy. Good. Consent. Good. Hopefully like it happens. All right, I want to throw you for a couple curveballs oh, here. <laughs> Up next, Zaza Pachulia. Oh God. He, he averaged he five it, points, he? four rebounds, and 1.6 assists last year. I will go with he will sign with no one. I think I don't. I don't see a fit for him. A young team, maybe, but what's he really teaching you? You got. Um, you got to have something though. Okay, throw something out. There. I will go. No points for guessing nobody. I okay. I will Even guess probably will. a one-year deal uh, worth two million dollars with the Sacramento Kings. I was honestly gonna say Sacramento. I'm gonna say two-year deal, one on one. Jesus. I'm gonna say max deal. It's gonna be with Portland, and it's gonna be two and a half million a year. Because Portland gives out dumb contracts. I would say this. If uh, Van Gundy was still in charge of Detroit, that's where he'd be next year. 100%. Well, what's there's a veteran minimum that they have to hit. What is that? That's like $2 million, right? Yeah. I think – is it $2 million? It's two whatever, million. whatever it is, Zaza makes the minimum. Yeah. And uh, if he still wants to play, he can go to like Sacramento or something and be a ball boy there. All right. Sticking with the Warriors, JaVale McGee. Up next, he was uh, came off the bench primarily for them all season. Um, everybody knows what they get from JaVale. Uh, he's on Shaq and a fool a lot. So what would uh, JaVale go for in the uh, mar- in uh, free agency this year? I'm going to go one-year deal back with the Warriors. Give me $3 million. Okay, I'm going one-year deal with the Warriors for four point three million because I think that he is the Warriors version of our Lance Stevenson. And so Lance was supposed to make four point three million dollars this year, so I will go one year four point three million. It's probably way too high. But um yeah, I think he's going back to the Warriors. Next on the list, <laughs> probably someone you didn't even know who is still in the NBA. So it's not Miles, but it's uh, Marshall Plumley. Who's the other Plumley brother? Mason. Mason. Okay. Mason, and there's Miles. So Marshall, I think, was on the Bucks last year. He averaged 1.8 points per game, 2.1 rebounds, and 0.3 assists. So what do you think Marshall's going to command for? If it was 16, he's got the Plumley name. He's getting at least 15 million a year. I'm going to call the Big Three League. Can we do that? I would say yes, we could do that, or maybe even overseas. I say overseas. I'm gonna what call country? My, what country? Italy. Okay. Calling Italy, and I'm saying it's gonna be like eight hundred thousand, a two year deal. I will guess he signs a contract. Um, maybe he signs a contract. It's gonna be a little rough. I could see him being in the you know D League. Um, no, I couldn't. He's going overseas. He sucks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm changing it overseas for the rest of his country. career. 
uh, country, uh, the Czech Republic. Um, I could see him. I could see him being, China, maybe. Yeah, maybe China. He's tall and he's white, so maybe he gets you know. Some him and Marbury are gonna run. Yeah, the the so sharks or whatever. We'll get a statue Shanghai out there. Next to him. Um, so with those last three guys, obviously, you probably won't get any points for them. <laughs> uh, maybe JaVale McGee. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. This is the last one on the list. It is uh, Glenn Robinson the third. He didn't really play. I think he came back in like March of this past season. Obviously, there's some potential there. We've seen it. Um, he's not going to command for a lot. He's that 3 and D type of player that you're looking for. Where do you think he ends up, and how much money do you think Glenn will make uh, on this upcoming contract that he's got? Jake, this is all you, man. I got a team I'm thinking about, but I want to hear your number first. I'm going to cheat. Uh, I think Glenn Robinson is a... I'll go two years, $5 million, and I will put him on the Brooklyn Nets. So two years, five mil per. I think that's a little high, but like Chris said, three and D. I really, when you when you start talking about, excuse my French, these pieces of shit, you never know. The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I used to play for a coach that said, look, we want to polish our turd. You know, we got a turd. We got to make it look as nice as possible. And some of these guys are just turds. So it's going to take a team falling in love with it. He's a 3 and D player, two years, five He's not a turd. He's he's 4.1 points per yeah, game. Well, one, he, one, he, he does it. Injury. He was hurt, and then he didn't really – he got and out of Booker the kind of He never got a Trevor spot in the okay. rotation. So he averaged less than half assists more than Marshall Plumley. Marshall Plumley had one more rebound. Marshall almost Plumley one probably year, played in like half games. a rebound, and he scored like two more points than him. He's a name. I, I like his potential. He came a long way, and then obviously he had dealt, de- dealt with injuries. So now I'm giving that poor piece of shit five million dollars per year. He can sit his ass in Brooklyn and play, and maybe in two years he gets a better contract. I think that's fair. Five million. I'm thinking for me, it's Oklahoma City. I can see him maybe taking a flyer on him, and I'm saying two years. Give me 3.8 mil. I'm going to throw the point in Well, there. rip his ass, Chris. Let's go. He's only giving him 3.8 mil. You gave him a two-year contract. I gave him 5 mil per, and you well, got I, him my I, ass. I think your contract's reasonable. You just called him a POS. <laughs> he's, not t- he's, he's not a POS in the sense that he, he he's a 3 and D guy. I mean, do, do you think there's any expectation the Pacers would resign him? Yeah, I think if the price was right, but I, I, see, for, I, I sure I as hell would rather have Lance Stevenson at 4.3 than Glenn Robinson at 5. I could see five. him coming back to the Pacers next year on a one-year deal, and then hopefully... Well, give, me a, give me a price. Under $5 million. If he signs for $4.3 million, are you pissed that we didn't give that money to Lance? Yes. Well, yeah, I like Lance better. Okay. But we'll see how it plays out. So we're on the same page. I mean, who knows? He could have a bit... Not a, great season but he could be serviceable i'd love to know what jason mcintyre thinks piece of shit um so you guys saw this list beforehand so i'm gonna actually put you on the spot and give you a few more names so let's go with uh i love this game though let's go with and actually jake i want you to kind of go and uh talk about your theory on this nikolai Jokic. 
you uh, brought up. Yeah, if him, I'm the Pacers, I call an You brought offer up him in the Carlos Boozer story. I yeah. think back from 2004, if when I, he had the handshake agreement with Cleveland, and then he went to Utah. He had a hand. So for those of you who don't know, Carlos Boozer had a handshake agreement with Cleveland. Cleveland said, "Look, we're going to decline your option. We want to give you more money. We want you here for the long haul." Carlos Boozer shook that hand, smiled right in Cleveland's face, and then as soon as they rejected his contract, or I shouldn't say as soon as, a couple days later, all of a sudden he's in Utah, okay? And so if I am literally any team with cap space, including the Indiana Pacers, I am calling Jokic, I'm calling anybody that can get in touch with him and just trying to make a sales pitch. Because guess what? If he's on this free agent market, take out LeBron. I I, I think he's the best free agent available because of his age. I, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm any team, uh, obviously I would hope this would be the Pacers because then I sl- slide Miles to the four. Okay? But... I'm calling and offering Jokic. The worst he can do is say no. It's worth a shot. Call. Why aren't you calling? Do your due diligence. Is it the right thing to do? Probably not. But you don't win in the NBA by you know rubbing everybody else's back. Sometimes you gotta you, so you gotta what, rub what's yourself. The, what's he gonna get? Oh, he's gonna. I mean, uh, four years. He'll get four years, roughly twenty max. No. Four years, twenty-four. Well, the max Roy he can get, yeah. yeah. Four year, like twenty-four and a half million dollars with the Nuggets. And if I'm any of the other teams, I call and offer the max and just say, "This is what we can do." I'm gonna do a prizes right on you and say twenty-four point six mil, and I'm gonna say, "Okay, I'm going twenty-four point seven. <laughs> I'm going twenty-four point eight. Okay, big <laughs> deal. Done. I'm saying Denver. What's your team? Denver, hundred percent. Okay, but I still call if I'm other teams. I think that's yeah, huge. for sure. Uh, next up, we'll do uh, Clint Capella. He's a restricted free agent with the Rockets. So, um, Rockets want to go out there and try to get LeBron. If they do, Clint Capella is probably not in the picture. So, what do you guys? Uh, where do you think he goes? What do you think he commands for uh, on his upcoming deal? Uh, go ahead. I'm thinking Capella is going to be around 17, 18. Is that reasonable? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to guess 18. I'm going to guess. I want to say Houston, but I said that's where LeBron's going. So I'm going to just say Dallas for this one too. Okay. They're going to hit one of these guys. Here's 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 the funniest part about this. Like you just said, we were just questioning is Capella were 17, and we both said that Aaron Gordon was like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Why? Because he's more of a wing player. He's not a wing player, but he's more versatile. Clint Capella is a better basketball player than Julius Randle and um, Aaron Gordon at this point. One, he can he can actually switch and play on the perimeter. So he can switch screens and be effective. I think that's huge. I'd love to see the Pacers go after Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, I actually think that's kind of feasible, honestly. I think that he'll end up back with Houston. I think Houston will match once they figure out they can't get LeBron. I know you had LeBron going to Houston. So... I actually think that's kind of big. If somebody tries to sign Capella early, before LeBron makes his decision, that's going to put Houston in a tough spot. Yeah. Because if they decline the option on Capella, that tells you that they think they're getting LeBron. If they pick it up, then that tells you they're out on LeBron. And all options are due by Friday, right? I I believe so. So we'll know more? No, no, no. Once the free agency opens, then they can 
the other teams can sign okay, up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, for team yeah. so I think uh, I'll guess that the – I know I keep using the same teams, but I'll also say that Dallas will try to sign him to roughly a $20 million a year deal, four-year deal, and I think Houston matches. Boom. All right, last but not least, last one that I will throw at you guys. Take your personal feelings out of the picture. Um, okay, I know where this is going. You know where this is going. Paul George, how much does he get? Where does he go? I could give two shits less. You have to You have to make a guess. We could just band together and not guess. Then what are you going to do? You know what? No, screw this. I hope, I, hope, I hope he signs a... Five or four year max deal. Actually, no. I say he signs a one and one deal with the Lakers. Give him all of his money and then sign him again next year to a big contract. I hope he gets where he wants to go. And I hope LeBron doesn't join him. And I hope the people of LA have to watch that loser try to lead a basketball team with his great skills but no leadership ability. I'm adamant about that. I hope he goes to L.A. I hope that he ruins everything with those young guys. So, obviously, starting that off with saying taking your personal feelings aside didn't work. Hawk, <laughs> what do you have? I'm, I agree with the Lakers. I think all the stuff we heard last year that he wanted to go, I think that's always been true. I think he's always been going headed to the Lakers. So, I'm going to say Lakers. I'm going to say Max. Four years. It, Part of me hopes he goes to China for like $250 million or something. So I'd never have to hear about this. I don't know yet. if he's is he a one and one guy that like. No, he, I think he signs. I don't think he's a one and one. Oh, you don't guy. think he's good enough? I don't. I, I mean, see him signing a long extension. We'll see. Why injury history? I no. think Paul George, honest, taking my bias out of it, he's probably one of the top fifteen players in the league. Twenty players? Yeah, easily. Okay, so he's one of the top fifteen, I think. So, to me. Every team in the league would be dying to have him. Yeah. He's not going to make as much if he signs a huge extension with L.A. So, you bet on yourself if you're so good, Mr. PG-13. You sign a one-and-one, one and then you get all of your money next year. If he decided to come back to Indiana, would you accept him? No. no. Um, he's dead to me. I mean, we'd have no choice, but no. I would never. I would not cheer for him the way I cheered for him early on in his career before he started being a pouty wine-ass. Um, but I don't think that's realistic. I don't think Pacer fans really want it back, honestly. Yeah, no. I'm good on that. Does he, that goes. What made our team better this year? Chemistry, 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 chemistry. Bringing him back, he would want to be the alpha dog, and he's just not the alpha dog. He's never going to be a team's alpha dog. He doesn't have that in him. He's weak. He called himself Playoff P. He had t- like three or four ter- three or four terrible games in a row. So... He playoff peed down his legs what he did. And <laughs> I'm pissed! <laughs> Obviously. Um, and then he's got that documentary coming out. I didn't watch the first one, and I know he's got, I think, two more coming out. No like, free you don't do that if you're going back to Oklahoma City, I don't feel like. And then he came out with, well, whatever decision I make, I want, hope that everybody's happy with it. So, like, he's not going he's back. He's a narcissist is what he is. He just cares about, you know. He cares what people think about him. Yeah, like 100%. when he did that softball event last year, he said, "I want to bring a championship to Indiana." Three days later, we get the Woj tweet: Paul George's camp says he's leaving next year. So, OKC fans, 
don't hold anything he says to a high standard. Paul George couldn't bring a championship to his freaking to the city league team. He yeah, he couldn't it. do it because he doesn't have it in him. He 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 just doesn't have it in him. He's a good player, but if he's your number one option, I'm even to really go to say if he's your number two option, you're not doing anything. He had Russell freaking Westbrook, and he couldn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. That's just me. I hate him. And congrats to uh, Carmelo Anthony for opting into for that contract. For securing the bag. For opting in and then just saying, screw you guys. I'm taking that $28 million to the bank. I love it. I that, love the move. That <laughs> is the worst contract in the league. Yeah. He hasn't been worth $28, 30000000 in probably four years. I'd say uh, three or four. Well, so after he signed that deal in fourteen, I think, that was – I mean, 13-14 was probably his last best season. You knew that he was never going to be the best player on a championship team. I, I knew that. He doesn't pass the ball. Yeah. Everyone was praising Presti's move last year. Yeah. And I just thought, you guys don't. You guys must have not watched so, anything. Yeah. So you're going to have Russell Westbrook, who is the biggest. I like Russell Westbrook. I love watching him play. I love oh, yeah. the way Russ he is plays. Awesome. Big he's, fan of Russ. Okay, but he's not really a true point guard. He doesn't get other people involved as much. Oh, I know he gets the assist, but it's because he drives in with reckless abandon and dishes it. He's not a true get-the-offense-going point guard. No. So you add him, Paul George, who we already know is a selfish butt, and then you throw Mello in Carmelo. The biggest ball stopper of all time, yeah. Melo. And that was going to work. Nice job, Sam Presti. Thanks for Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. I just remember, Dumbass. speaking of that, we're going to get into that in our last in our closing segment, but they kept saying Sam Presti was a wizard last offseason, and he got his team beat in five games. Yeah, He whizzed down so, his legs when he did. He whizzed down his legs. That was a great series. So that, I loved watching Donovan Mitchell rip them. Oh, yeah, I loved it too. Uh, big fan of the Jazz as well, what they're doing uh, yeah. out west. Um, so that wraps that up. Like I said, we won't know the results for that for a couple weeks. But whoever loses that has to give the prize for our next giveaway. So you better search your closets for some, you know, cool pacer stuff you got and figure out what we're going to give out to our fans. Because that's the only way we can get followers is when we, <laughs> when we put out a we're nice gonna little buy giveaway. Followers. We're going to buy our followers with some giveaways. So um, that's going to wrap that up. Like I said, we're going to go into our closing segment uh, here in just a second. All right, so uh, closing segment of the podcast, uh, we thought we would do uh, another uh, fun agenda item here. We have uh, coming up on Saturday, it is the one-year anniversary of the Victor Oladipo trade when Victor and Domas both got uh, traded to the Pacers. So we have some fun tweets we're going to read from last year in June, July of seventeen. That people tweeted out about the trade. What do you guys think about that? I'd love to hear these. Yeah, I can't wait. So the first one, obviously the most recognized one out there, from the Oklahoma City Police uh, Department at OKCPD. Uh, They tweeted out, Thanks for the tweets reporting the theft of Paul George by the OKC Thunder. Our investigative findings, totally legal and very savvy. Yeah, Jake, take this away. Yeah, um, Oklahoma, they were wrong. The Oklahoma City uh, Police Department has screwed up a lot of things uh, over the years. Uh, just looking at a couple stories, uh, it seems like uh, they put a, a man, they imprisoned a man for eight months without bond uh, after they believed he uh, actually beheaded somebody. 
And then uh, when they figured out, when they figured out they were wrong, uh, they tried to cover up their flaws in court and got their asses sued. So uh, yeah, so when they said that it was theft, Oklahoma City Thunder, there was a theft that they got Paul George. Um, you know, they thefted a guy out of eight years or eight yeah. months of his life. So no big deal. I mean, they should know. They're actually the perfect candidates to talk about theft because they literally take away people's lives. I'm going to say stay in your lane, okay, CP. We don't need to see any more NBA tweets from you. You obviously don't know what you're talking about. Stay yeah. in your lane. Arrest people. Yeah. And that's not even your real team. That's Seattle's team. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, And that's also one of the famous ones because Kevin Pritchard, around the time Paul George played his first game back in Indiana, he liked that tweet. Um, so he also knows it's out there, which is pretty funny. There's articles about it. So go Kevin Pritchard um, for calling out the OKC PD. Uh, the next one, this wasn't a tweet, but it was from the Cavs owner, Dan Gilbert. He did a press conference uh, a couple weeks, a couple days after, I'm not sure. And he said, I will say, Indiana could have done better than they did. Short and sweet. Uh, what do you guys think about old Dan's comments there? Uh, Dan Gilbert's an idiot. He's a rich idiot. I'll give him that. Um, what could we have done better? How? What was? What was? What did he offer? Yeah, that's what I was they... going to say. I so it was a three-team deal with Denver. I think we would have gotten like Gary Harris and maybe one of those like a prospects a on the yeah. bench and maybe a pick. <laughs> yeah, Gilbert's an idiot. I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean, this guy evaluates talent and shit for the an NBA team. We yeah. could do a better job than Dan Gilbert. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Get out of here. Just give Gilbert. me like three hundred million, like he has, or yeah. three billion, whatever it is. But um, yeah, that's that that one's bad. Um. I even I, I I was skeptical. I thought the Pacers when they made the deal, I did not expect Victor to be this good. I really thought they were just trying to sell tickets. Hand up, I was completely wrong. I love Victor Oladipo, um, but I will admit my mistake. Um, but I don't even at the time like let's just let's not even assume it was a three team deal. Let's let's just assume it was a one team deal. What could the Cavs have offered other than LeBron James that was better than? Victor yeah. Oladipo. I think and they at one point were offering Kevin Love. Exactly. And I would rather have, even when I was low on Victor, I would rather have Victor and Sabonis than Kevin Love's contract. Exactly. It wasn't yep. even, I mean, the thing about Sabonis, too, he was the second pick the year before. He played all 82 games. Well, he was the 11th pick. 11th yeah. pick, sorry. Oladipo was second. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. And then he played all the games. So as a rookie, he got those minutes. He didn't, he wasn't the most productive player on the court, but as a rookie. Well, you can't give up on a guy. And like a that. part of that too was he was playing out of position. They played him at the four, and then they had him he was shooting at the threes. three point line. <laughs> that was his primary role, and that's not what he does. He can shoot threes here and there, but that's not what he does. Remember when we used to play him in FanDuel, and we were like, "Well, he's going to shoot like six threes, so we just has to, we just have to hope that <laughs> yeah, he gets he was like the minimum player." And he was in our FanDuel lineups yeah. pretty much every night. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyways, Dan Gilbert, on eat you, your Dan. words there. Um, you already talk way too much. You lost LeBron once, and your talking again will probably lead to you losing him again. Probably not this year, but uh, Dan Gilbert just needs to keep his mouth shut. Smother chicken. Um, next one coming coming from Kevin o, Kevin O'Connor. Uh, he is uh, employed by the Ringer. Um, he said, oh, "Esteemed podcast and establishment." He tweeted out, "The Pacers played themselves." If they had waited, they likely could have gotten a larger haul for Paul George. I actually think he's right. They wouldn't have got a better haul. They probably could have got like four or five, six players from you know another team looking to dump salary. So yeah, he's absolutely right. If they would have waited, they would have got a larger haul. Not technically a better haul. So yeah. Kevin, you played yourself. Wordplay. 
Come at me, boo. Did he say larger and better? Is that what he said? No. He said larger. He said larger. Okay. So technically, I don't know. He might not be wrong, but I... Also, one of the tweets that Kevin Pritchard liked on Twitter. So, yep. go KP. I love Pritchard having just a little bit of this, you know, burn in them. I know. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Smother chicken. Our next tweet, I don't even know who this guy is, but I have some info on him. His name is Bakari underscore Sellers. Sounds like a champ. Um, yes, he is the former South Carolina, he was the former South Carolina House of Representatives from 06 to 2014. And he was the dem- Democratic nominee for Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina in 14, and he lost. So South that Carolina, should tell you what his opinion is. South Carolina's a pretty like, right honest there. state. you know. Yeah. Like They definitely don't have any like. What problems. did he tweet? What was tweet? Uh, he tweeted, waking up to find out the Pacers traded Paul George for a bag of Frito-Lays <laughs> and a can of RC Cola. I love the tweet. I guess that's hilarious. That is, that's a great tweet. I don't need any lib cucks telling me how to run my franchise. So <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Lib. Yeah, so Bakari, you played yourself. He didn't even give us like Coca Cola. He gave us RC Cola. Frito Lay's aren't bad. Like as far as we're talking products, Frito Lay's one of the better. Bakari's actually in a state that doesn't have an NBA team, so to be fair, he's probably not the best person to you know give his insight into what a good NBA trade is. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, Lib. All right, and then our uh, our last one. We're not gonna knock this guy too hard. He is from the Indy Star. Uh, at Greg Doyle star, um, he tweeted out Pacers were never going to win the Paul George trade, but did they have to lose it this badly? I like Greg Doyle. Usually I like reading his stuff. I think he's, he's a good writer missed on this one. I mean, you got to get your takes out there every day when you're just delivering up like a hot stove of takes daily, like Greg Doyle is. You're going to get some of them wrong, and this one I think he, he obviously would admit he got it wrong. He has admitted that he was way off, yeah, so, so at least he was I don't hold too much to against him, but I, think yes. I like calling people out, man. Yeah. Hindsight. It's always one of my favorite things to do because I'm always right. So Yeah. Greg, baby boy, what is you doing? But come on the podcast to discuss. Yeah, you would like yeah I'd love to discuss that, Greg. Greg, I actually am not going to knock you. Um, when I heard about the, the trade, I was a little disappointed myself. I was out in the middle of the lake in Tennessee, Kentucky area. Um, and I was a little disappointed because I really thought, you know, at, at the time of the trade, we were talking like trying to get a high draft pick. Um, and it just felt like that the Pacers were trying to sell tickets. And I've said that a couple times this podcast, but that's what I really thought. And I was wrong. So Greg, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I think if we both had a chance to redo our initial feelings about the trade, uh, we would have. So Greg, love you. Would love to have you on the podcast. I know you're a loyal listener, so get back with us. You know, if you want to jump on. Great article today about the Slick Leonard's uh, relationship and how they fell in love. So that's a good one if you want to go out there and read. Free ad. Free ad. Free ad right See, there, Greg, we're already, yeah, we're already paying for you. So, so all right, guys, that's uh, gonna wrap up everything we got. Uh, free agency starts here in a couple of days, so we'll actually the next time we record, we are going to uh, actually go over some of the things that actually had happened in the next week. Yeah, with uh, our official podcasting equipment that we uh-oh. threw some dough down for, so it will sound better. Um, professional mics, uh, nice switchboard. So this is gonna this is gonna get intense pretty quick, guys. So. Here we go. We need to find some sponsors. Yeah. And if you know anybody that would like to sponsor the pod, hit us up in our DMs. I mean, yeah. we'll even take ten dollars sponsors. Yeah. At this point. We'll sponsor anything. I mean, we're, we're not lo- about sponsors. We're anything. losing money, but that's what you gotta do. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta lose to gain. And uh we're definitely losing, but I think we're gaining people. I think we just hit five hundred followers. Nice. So that's I we haven't even been around for more than a week, so 
I don't think it's Three, a, third episode in a week and a half. Yeah. So. so I'm 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 pretty pumped about it, honestly. So I, I we definitely need an intern though, Dan. Um, he sucks. So we're just looking to move on. So and if you're actually a qualified intern, this is kind of serious. Like if you know like ways and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And there's we opportunities. Can't pay you, but yeah. You'll get some experience. Yeah. We can pay you with you nerdy college love, kids love out there. experience friendship. If you get us a sponsor, I mean, we'll we'll cut you on that. If you get us a sponsor, and yeah. you get to we let you talk on the podcast, of course. Yeah, you just gotta we let be Dan funny. talk all the time. Yeah, he's just as always we busy. Just, and we just literally don't listen to him. We just like kind of stare off into the abyss as he talks. So. You suck, Dan. So, thanks for uh, tuning in. Episode 3, pre-free agency podcast. As I said, next podcast will focus on things that have happened. Hopefully, we have some, you know, updated Pacers news by then. But until then, like like I said a few minutes ago, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. um, So, make sure you go and check those out. uh, At BornReady2Pod on Twitter. The 2 is a... Number... Number two. Numeral. Um, and hashtag born ready to pod. Also hashtag us. Um, any questions or anything you have to say about the podcast, make sure you tweet it at us. Anything that you think we said was completely outrageous and you want to call us out on, make sure you send that to to us. Anything you agree on. Anything you like or dislike suggestions, we love to hear it. We're all up, we're all up for uh, constructive criticism. So Just remember, we're all Pacer Nation. We yeah. all love the team. One low. We're allowed to have different opinions. So, um that's it. I, when it's I'm all said and done, see. it doesn't yeah. matter what we do. We just want the Pacers to win. So yeah. if they had 15 boxes of socks out there and they won a championship, who cares? Yep. So, that's it. Um, That'd be a pretty incredible feat, too. <laughs> yeah. 15 boxes of socks. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to wrap this one up. And uh, we will tune in with you guys for episode four coming I've next week. So see ya. See ya, boss. In my life and time. So a lot of songs I made some bad rhymes I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching but we're alone now and I'm singing this song to you